Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is World Soccer Talk Radio back with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I know you were all dying to know about the Shasta Junior Varsity Wolfpack. Still unbeaten, baby. Still perfect. 10-0-0. Going for number 11 today. Yeah, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Premier League, Liga MAX, Italian Serie A, MLS, all that stuff. No, Shasta Wolfpack JV Soccer. Killing the game, baby. Come on. Big game against Foothill coming up today. The alma mater, in case you didn't know, Foothill High School of one Megan Rapino. That's right, Shasta County's own. My name is Nate Abaurea. Pleasure and a privilege to be back with you. Tweet me with the love mail and the hate mail that you are oh so good at sending at Nate WST and get a hold of all of us on Twitter at World Soccer Talk. In addition to listening here on Sports Byline and of course the men and women listening overseas via the American Forces Network. You can also subscribe to us in podcast form, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and leave us a review on iTunes when you get a chance. Very interesting show today, a little bit of, a, of an unorthodox show today, one I'm very, very excited about. We've got a man by the name of Charlie Stilitano with us, and those of you, let's say, in the know of American soccer, you definitely know who Charlie Stilitano is, and a number of you listeners who, who tune into the show from around the world may actually know who Charlie Stilitano is. He's a man with quite a few very valuable relationships, and he's definitely been a big figure in the growth of American soccer. He was a venue director back during the 1994 World Cup. Uh, in He was the New York and New Jersey venue director and served as vice president and GM of, of the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. He's the co-founder and chairman of Relevant sports and that's what we're actually going to be talking quite a bit about relevant sports and their involvement with the ICC the International Champions Cup which is not only an American tournament now ICC China ICC Australia due to take place this summer so cannot wait to talk with Charlie about what's going on with the International Champions Cup here in America around the world on a television level where there's a bit of Perhaps uncertainty. We'll try to get to the bottom of all that as far as what's going on on the TV side this upcoming summer with the ICC. And of course, how's this tournament with these clubs in their preseason, how is it going to balance out with this incredible summer of soccer that we're going to have with the Copa America Centenario, the European Cup, and of course, oh, the Olympics? That's right. So how does the ICC fit in with all of that and we'll have some great story time before the show is over today talking a little jose Mourinho and sir alex ferguson with charlie stilitano right here on world soccer talk radio stay tuned 
Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea, and our guest in this edition of the show is the co-founder and chairman of Relevant Sports, the co-host of The Football Show on Sirius XM FC, and one of the busiest men in the soccer business. I think it's safe to say that. His name is Charlie Stilitano. Charlie, how you doing, sir? Thank you so much for coming on. Great, Nate. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Doing doing great out here on the left coast. And where are you currently located? You're always flying places. Yes. Unfortunately, as I'm getting older, I can feel it too. But I'm uh, based in New York, uh, Midtown Hell's Kitchen, as they call it. So it seems appropriate this uh, at this time of year, every year, running around trying to get teams signed up. Yep. All right, from Hell's Kitchen to California, away we go with the show today. So talk about when you say getting teams signed up. We, we, we plugged this in the opening, and we talked about this in terms of you coming on the show today. Talk about your involvement with the International Champions Cup here in the U.S., commonly referred to as the ICC. Yeah, I mean, it's wonderful that we could actually have a... <laughs> Uh, you say the ICC and people know what it is. I think in a, in a short period of time, it's really grown up. Uh, and this will be our fourth year. Uh, last year we launched in Australia and China. Uh, this year we're going to be in Australia and China and again in the U.S. in a big way. So we're pretty excited. We've announced uh, most of the lineup in Australia with Juventus and Spurs going there. Uh, with little luck, both those teams might even win their uh, respective leagues. Uh, we also have Melbourne Victory, and we have another uh, another team going to be named there in the next few weeks. And then in um, in China, we have signed up Manchester City as our first team, uh, and we're going to have two teams that are going to be announced shortly on that end. Well, Charlie, we've got a lot of great Australian listeners, and uh, so definitely <laughs> shout out, shout out to them. I know they're very excited for the summer, but I'm actually quite interested in what's going on in China right now on a soccer front and how it relates to this summer for you. I'm sure you've been closely following the the player movement to China that's really been ruffling quite a few uh, European feathers, uh, among others. Talk about your view of of what's going on in China right now and what the ice. ICC is hoping to accomplish in China this summer? Well, I think, uh, first of all, I mean, uh, obviously China's on everyone's mind these days, but I really think it goes back, uh, you know, several years. I remember my old coach at the uh, Metro Stars, or manager, Bora Militinovich, went there as the, uh, as the uh, uh, manager of the national team. And uh, I will tell you, he sent me back pictures and things at training sites and everything, and I said, wow. These guys are really going for it. Well, I think they had a bit of a derailment in a sense that between corruption scandals and other issues, they ended up sort of taking a step back, and their own national team really hasn't done uh, very much. But what you have now are these, you know, if you will, these these Chinese industrialists. Great story. I was in... uh, I was in Shanghai where we were doing AC Milan versus Real Madrid last year, and President Florentino Perez was standing out on a balcony with uh, Adriano Galliani from AC Milan, and the Real Madrid president turns to him as they're looking out over the skyline in Shanghai and says, I want to be a communist. (laughs) (laughs) 
which I thought was just great and telling. Uh, but what's happened in just a year, we thought we needed to be in China for the future. And we landed there, quite honestly, because most of the teams, the European teams we deal with, for the most part, say we want to hit the U.S. and China and some Australia, some Southeast Asia, but everyone wants to hit the U.S. and China. And so we said we need to be there for our teams and really almost to service the teams, Nate, more than anything else. And then what we've seen in just, you know, literally 18 months is this explosion in China where we think our teams are really going to benefit from this or our tournament, the ICC China, will really benefit from this. And we're already getting calls from, you know, dare I say it, everyone from investors to promoters wanting to partner with us and wanting to, to really, you know, flush out the ICC in China and make it much more of a, you know, many games like we have here in the U.S. This year we should have uh, 12 games between the U.S. and Europe where we'll be playing our ICC, North America ICC. And China most likely will have three games, a bit of a mini tournament. But we already have people approaching us in China saying, what are you doing? You should have eight teams in China, 12 teams in China, because it's a big country and soccer has exploded overnight. Now, you say soccer has exploded overnight, and now this goes right back to the, the ruffling of, of many European feathers of late, and even folks here in America, because the U.S. is looked at for, for oh so long as kind of the, the new world of soccer, and so many high-ranking folks in Europe looking at the U.S. as that place to expand to, and we got to figure out the way to, to tap in to the American market, that being such a focal point of, of the advancement of the, the global branding of, of so many of these clubs. It seems as if, and I don't want to get ahead of anything here, but it seems as if China and, and the Far East in many ways is maybe perhaps exceeding the U.S. in terms of where these European clubs want to expand to, where the, the most important next destination is. How do you feel about that as someone who's been so deeply involved in, in the growth of American soccer and, and garnering these relationships with these European clubs? Do you think China is, is perhaps topping the U.S. in terms of global branding and where these clubs want to go? I think that's a great, it's a great question. I think that the U.S. market for the brands is still enormously strong. The second advantage the U.S. has in North America, in particular Canada and the U.S. and, 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 and Mexico, is that people want to go there. <laughs> the players are excited about going to North America. Um, uh, you know, you can, it, it's funny, I'll be walking into, you know, into one of these clubs and I'll bump into one of the players and they'll say to me, you know, it would be very typical for Sergio Ramos or, or Cristiano Ronaldo to bump into me and say, Charlie, L.A. <laughs> you know, they want to go to these places and they know they need to promote the club, uh, but they would much rather promote it in a much more comfortable environment. It's... it's <clears throat> It's sort of still seen for the clubs that they want to be in China, but they don't really want to do a full preseason in China. They'd like to do almost all the teams are saying, you know, we'd like to do three or four days um, between the, you know, the, the difficulty with traffic and, and 
not as many training sites as you would think by now as the soccer's growing there. Uh, you know, here we could use UCLA, we could use UC Santa Barbara, we could use Stanford. You know, you use all these different universities that are magnificent training centers. You don't have those readily in, in other countries, and particularly in China. So I think that <clears throat> from a branding perspective, the teams know they have to go to China and know they have to be there. I think from a, a branding perspective, plus the ease of preseason and preparation, North America has, a, has a, by a wide margin, is the team's favorites right now. And especially if you ask the players, it's by a wide margin the U.S. What are we looking at as far as venues uh, this summer for the ICC in, in the U.S., in, in the American edition of this tournament? Yeah, I, and it's, it's interesting because I think we're going to have our strongest lineup yet, and I really wish that I could uh, disclose them. I think that we are going to be in the major cities, you know, in the New York and the L.A.s for sure, Chicago's, you know, but there's going to be some surprise venues also. Uh, I think new venues that we haven't been in because uh, it seems so many cities have been calling us and saying, you know, why can't you bring the ICC here? And we're trying to oblige because we know that, you know, especially markets that may not have soccer or that MLS has done a very good job of, if you will, you know, being in a market and working in a market that it could be a great market for us too. And, and you know, we've seen it the other way around where MLS has followed us over the years into venues we've been in, like in Toronto, uh, Seattle. We were there, you know, years before MLS was. We're now, you know, in St. Louis, we've, we've hit that market and we hear MLS talking about St. Louis. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of synergies, I think, between, you know, the MLS and ourselves and, and the cities that we choose. So that's a good thing. Um, uh, the other conscious thing I wanted to, is just thinking with you out loud, Without, I'm not able to disclose too much, is that we knew that we'd have to have the strongest lineup we've ever had uh, because of the uh, Centenario and the Euros. And we think that, yes, the Centenario from a fan perspective, but the, the Euros also from a, 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 let's call it, you know, your people are going to take a vacation and go to see the Euros, take a vacation and go to see their favorite team here in the Centenario somewhere, we know that we really have to have a, the, you know, the best lineup we've ever had if we're going to compete with those two events, not just for competition for spectators, because they're not really competition for spectators because they're different times, right? Uh, but certainly for sponsor dollars and TV interest, you want to you capitalize on all the soccer going on this summer. Without a doubt. Our guest here is Charlie Stilizzano. My name is Nate Abarea. We're back after this right here on World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline, Broadcasting Network, and in all your favorite podcast forms. Stay tuned. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. This is Glenn Hagee, America's Master Handyman, with a Granger Tip of the Week. Proper lighting is important in any workplace. There's more to lighting than just watts. Learn lighting terms like color, 
foot candle and lumens. Instead of fluorescent or CFL bulbs, choose LED bulbs for a brighter, whiter light. LEDs may cost more initially, but will last a lot longer and cost you less over the long run. As we age, we need more light, so light things up and see more of what is around you. And now, a word from Granger. You hear that, kid? That's the hum of a well-run facility. You know what I hate hearing? Silence. Silence on a production line means downtime. Downtime means wasted time. Wasted time means wasted money. Silence isn't golden, kid. It's deadly. That's why I love Granger. With a wide variety of the latest products, Granger gets us what we need when we need it to help keep this place up and running and humming away. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. You know that non-bank private equity business loans aren't for every business, but billions of dollars have already funded across this greatest nation on God's green earth. This is Michael Medved for businessloansnow.com, where they focus mostly on monthly cash flow, not personal credit. If your business could use funding in less than 48 hours, I encourage you to research the private equity loan sector at businessloansnow.com to find out how much your business could qualify to get. That's businessloansnow.com, businessloansnow.com. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio. Charlie Stilitano is with us. And I want to touch on something now, Charlie, that you brought up there in the in the end of that last segment. And that is this incredible summer of soccer that is to come. You bring up the Copa America and the Euros. And let's not forget about the, the Olympic soccer that's going to be going on. There's going to be so much happening around the world of the beautiful game this summer. And you, you talk about how the matches will, will fit into such a busy schedule, how we try to accomplish some synergy, how to, how to tie these things together. One thing that a lot of people are curious about, and I'm sure you've been thinking quite a bit about this when we talk about especially the Copa America Centenario and Euro 2016 in France, how is that going to impact player availability for, for the International Champions Cup and these players coming off of these incredible international showcase tournaments and, and playing then in a tournament like the ICC? How are these tournaments going to impact player availability? Yeah, we don't think that, in fact, we're going to be late July, early August. So we don't think that the centenario will affect us at all. In fact, we've spoken to teams and gotten their guarantee of some very uh, call them popular South American players. Uh, it's more difficult to guarantee players that are you know, in the finals of the Euros, if you will, the absolute, I say, you know, the grand finale, if you will, of the Euros. Uh, but uh, what we have found is that, for example, we're sort of, we're sort of 
uh, locked in to end our tournament around August 6th. And the reason for that is because we have a lot of teams that are still in the Champions League. And the, if they win the Champions League, we have the, uh, you know, we have the, uh, the Super Cup, the European Super Cup, which I believe is August 9th now. It might be August 10th. But you're talking about, you know, in our minds, we really have to be finished by August 6th uh, because some of these teams, August 3rd to August 6th, because some of these teams or one of these teams could, could absolutely be participating in the European Super Cup. So that's a, you know, that's a little a little tricky, but it also helps us because can you imagine, you know, you pick the team in your mind that you want, right? Um, let's say they win the Champions League. Uh, they let their players go for the Centenario and the Euros. Um, in the Euros case, they're going to give these guys vacation before they go away with the teams. In the case of the Centenario, they're going to give them, their, they can give them really a full four weeks without affecting our tournament at all. Because even if the finals are 26th of June, you will see that you have really no issue about any of the Centenario players. And, in fact, we've spoken to the teams about that. Um, not only that, we've also spoken to them contractually, if you will. With the Euros, as I said, we have found that by having it in preseason, every player wants to be back. Uh, and, you know, the French League starts the first week in August. The um, the uh, German league and Italian league starts August 23rd, but the preliminaries for the uh, for the, the Champions League is as early as August 17th. And the preliminaries for the Europa Cup are last week in July. So what you have is you have a congested calendar, but we benefit because it's not like you can come from vacation and suddenly start the season. You have to have a preseason. Uh, and, you know, in this day and age, these guys are finally tuned athletes. So, you know, they're going to come back in shape. It's not like uh, there's one or two exceptions that we always see roll in, if you will. Uh, but for the most part, these guys are, are, you know, 12 months a year. Yes, they need their vacation. Yes, they're going to get their vacation. But as I said, in the case of the Euros, they'll probably give them two weeks before the Euros and then two weeks after, which will give us time for these players to be here in the, uh, 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 you know, in the, in our ICC. Charlie got to transition a little bit here, still relating to the international champions cup, but I got to talk about the, the television side of things here in America. What is the latest update on which American television network could be broadcasting, uh, the ICC this summer? Well, I have to say uh, that we are very close to making a decision. What's happened is that uh, Fox has done a tremendous job with us the past three years, and I would even say that they took a big chance on us because they didn't know if we were going to make it. And we, you know, we said if we bring in the biggest collection of teams and players, that you know that you know uh, you know the fans will respond to it. And Mr. Ross said, "I want it to be a tournament." Uh, and Matt Higgins are a fearless leaders. They said we want it to be a tournament, and we want to be able to sell this to TV and to sponsors. And of course, the first year that's a pipe dream, right? We put it together in six months. But Fox stepped up and became our partner that first year, and has done a tremendous job. What we have benefited from is this incredible, I guess, surge of soccer interest in this country. 
uh, you know, we're here talking on the radio. Ten years ago, we wouldn't be doing this, right? Uh, might be some guy in his basement <laughs> trying to get this out. You know, I'm on the radio every day on Sirius XM. And so, you know, you're talking about, you know, the whole landscape of the U.S. has changed uh, remarkably over the past, you know, even few years. So uh, what we have now on the TV side, we're benefiting from this. So now instead of just, you know, Fox having, uh, you know, taking a chance on us and having an interest, we actually have uh, major networks fighting over our property. Um, and it's an interesting property because the, even with the Euros and with the Centenario, there's a block of time in the beginning, at the end of, the, end of July, beginning of August, where there's no football and everyone's getting excited about it and getting ready for it. Uh, so, you know, everyone wants to see who's going to be playing for their team this year and what players have been sold or traded or whatever, and, and we benefit from that. So we should have uh, our broadcast partner uh, within the next two weeks, but suffice it to say that we're not sort of hat in hand and begging anymore. We're, we feel like we've really and, – and this, you know, this isn't uh, just just – you know, hard work on our parts, which it, that is, but it's also catching a little lightning in the bottle, right? With the, you know, with ownership, with the idea that, you know, Mr. Ross had to build a tournament and suddenly it's, it has a lot of, it has a lot of interest. So, you know, the short answer is that we don't have a partner yet, but the, the even shorter, I guess, more important answer is that we have several looking at us and interested in us, which is, I don't have to tell you a remarkable change, a market change from, you know, even three years ago. Oh, absolutely. And, and now Fox is soccer wise, pretty firmly focused on, on the centenario and, and potentially from, from what we hear, uh, Charlie is going to probably not be the ones broadcasting the ICC this summer. And, and we also have ESPN who are, are so entrenched in the Euros. NBC is going to be, you know, waist deep, well, pff, neck deep in, in Olympic coverage of, of all different sports. So you, you are entirely confident that, that there will be if maybe not one of those three networks uh, potentially broadcasting the tournament or are or, or, or are we mistaken are all three of those networks still in the running uh, I, I think it's safe to say that all three are still in the running I think it's very fair to say that we are you know we've had offers and we're if you will I guess you know sifting through them sorting through in a sense of you know which one will be better for the future of the ICC it may not come down just to a dollar figure. Um, you know, the, the, the reality is it's not the Premier League where they're paying us $8 billion or 8 billion pounds over five years or whatever it is, right? This is um, still in those terms, it's modest. It's a real number. In the old days, we had to pay for our time. It's a real number. We're getting paid. There's real competitors between the broadcast networks that you mentioned uh, and interest in us. And I think that, you know, that's uh, unquestionably, we've already had offers and we're, we're working through them now. But as I said, it may not be the money, maybe who's going to be a better home for us going forward in the future. And that's, and that's really important because it's how, you know, how the broadcasters treat you. Because as you said, if, if, you know, we've all seen NBC, the way they handle the Premier League, which is just, Incredible, you know, just incredible. So we see NBC 
doing this, and you know everyone's a little envious of their coverage of the Premier League, you know, and so you know, uh, and I'm not saying it's NBC, but maybe you, we we have to look at these networks like, well, who's going to give us the best coverage, and who's going to expose our clients who are the teams to the most you know viewers in America, and that's something that we're we're working on now. But it's really your, it's. You know, uh, gladly, I'm not fudging this. You know, I'm not giving <laughs> words. I'm being straight that we have multiple interests in our tournament. His name is Charlie Stilizzano. My name is Nate Abarea. We're back after this right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Talk Radio. Tweet me, Nate Abarea, with your takes on this show, your love mail and the hate mail that you are so, so good at sending, far too good at sending, at Nate WST. Get a hold of all of us in the Twitter sphere, at World Soccer Talk. You can also follow at Sports Byline USA for updates on this show. Still here with Charlie Stilitano, the co-founder and chairman of Relevant Sports and the co-host of The Football Show on Sirius XM FC. One last question regarding this tournament that we're talking so much about, the International Champions Cup, coming up this summer. Talk about Major League Soccer's involvement in recent years, or what some people might call lack of involvement uh, in, in recent years. How is that going uh, as far as these clubs, we talk about all these top-notch, high-profile European clubs. How do you feel about MLS clubs' involvement in recent years, and what are we looking at as far as Major League Soccer teams being involved in this tournament here in 2016, Charlie? First, I think it's great, uh, and we have a very good relationship with so many of the MLS teams and the MLS uh, you know, hierarchy. Uh, I know, for example, Don Garber and, and my immediate boss, Matt Higgins, are very close. Uh, they get together all the time and, and, and talk about ways that we could work together. Um, and our relationship with the teams that have been it so far have been terrific. Um, what happened this year um, has been really more uh, peculiar or particular to this year because the, the MLS teams are taking two weeks off for the Centenario. And so because of that, we just couldn't get an MLS team to take another week to 10 days off to be part of this tournament this year, the ICC. So I think we're not done with it yet, but I think it's safe to say that we, we want, we absolute want, wanted MLS teams. We think it's great for the league. It's great for our teams that, that play them. Uh, we think it, it creates local excitement, but with the schedule this year, we just couldn't get a team to say we'll take a we'll take a day off. I'll give you an example. Our friends in Seattle, Ziggy Schmidt, said last year, you know, I want to be in it next year, and he said that to us when we were we were up there playing last year. And you know, the first thing we did was call them, but then once the centenario popped up, and once the league decided to take two weeks off then it became impossible. You can't ask teams to take two weeks off a few weeks before they're going to take another uh, week to 10 days off. And the league has been really good with us and clearing the calendar for some of these teams like the LA galaxy, uh, as an example, and, and the red bull last year, but it's, it's really hard to do. Well, it's, it's impossible this year, or at least it appears impossible. Uh, I never want to say never, but 
right now we're probably going to have a, a rendition without the uh, without the MLS teams, but I'm absolutely certain next year we'll have MLS teams in it again. Would you ever consider any American clubs that are not part of Major League Soccer uh, playing in the International Champions Cup, perhaps uh, a team in New York known as the Cosmos, maybe? <laughs> sure. I mean, the Cosmos have such a rich history, uh, and it's something that that we, um, you know, that we uh, admire, that we respect. Um, and you see these NASL teams uh, like, you know, I met with Paolo Maldini recently and his involvement with uh, Alessandro Nesta in, in Miami. And, you know, there's a lot of big plans. Some might call it dreams. Some, you know, whatever you might look at it, it's something that, you know, we absolutely would not exclude any team. I mean, I think we're going to have uh, what we've seen this year, Nate, is that so many teams have called us. Mexican teams, uh, uh, teams from Russia, teams from Portugal, teams from Holland, teams, everywhere, and it's become it's become a real go to event. And so, I only see that expanding in future years. And so, you know, as we expand, there's talk already about Brazil. There's talk already about Southeast Asia. As we expand, um, you know, I think we're, there's going to be place for these teams. And and now you have teams that have said to us, even MLS teams, hey, how about putting us in your, in your China edition or you're in your, <laughs> in your Australia edition, which is, you know, you might say, oh, well, that's kind of, well, it's not really far-fetched because think about when, when David Beckham was with the LA Galaxy and now with all these new stars coming into the league, I don't think it's far-fetched at all. But again, that's really just an issue of not desire on our parts or MLS's parts, but the calendar. And so, but I think, I think in future years, it's safe to say that, that more MLS teams will be playing, Mexican teams will be playing, and we'll all be in the uh, ICC together. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on how this thing develops here in the near and distant future. The International Champions Cup, the ICC, whether it's in the U.S., Australia, China, who knows where it could go next. And now it's time, though, Charlie, in, in the remaining minutes that we have to move away from, from this summer's ICC and the future of the International Champions Cup and talk with you about your role in the soccer industry. You are a man who, who garners relationships and, and develops contacts. It is integral to, to what you do. And so I, I have to ask you, in, in all your years in this business, who have been some of the people and, and, and figures that have been the, the most special as far as these relationships that you've developed, perhaps the, the relationships that you're most proud of over the years? You know, it's, uh, that's a great question. I've never heard that. I've never heard it asked like that. I just assume that by now I'm really, really, really old, so I, get to, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people. Um, uh, but I think that, you know, there's there's a few people that stand out in my mind, and you know, and and they sort of have, you know, different people have come in and out of my life, you know, over time. Uh, you know, you guys like Carlos Alberto Pajada come to mind. He was my manager at the Metro Stars, and we've always stayed uh, very close and very friendly. Carlos Queiroz, who was at with Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United, then to Iran, and you know. So you, you have these figures out there, Marcello Lippi, you know, I remember him telling me at the 2006 draw, um, 
you know, this is really going to be hard to us in the U.S. And I remember the U.S. guys walking around saying, ah, we should be easily we'll get in second in this group here uh, when they had the Czech Republic and uh, uh, who else? Italy. Ghana. It would be Ghana, Ghana and Italy Ghana, back in that 06 Ghana, group. <laughs> Ghana. And I was I was just. Uh, it was just that I'm just thinking of all these flood of memories coming back and all the people like Arrigo Saki that I've met and, and really admired. Uh, but I, I have to say that there's, you know, uh, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson stands sort of head and shoulders above everybody. Jose Mourinho, Carlos Ancelotti, Carlo Ancelotti, you know, David Gill, um, uh, Peter Kenyon, people that have affected me and my life within this game. Um, you know, I, we were, I was talking yesterday to Roger Bennett and we were having just a chat, um, and, uh, he said something that was so funny. And so, uh, he said a lot of kind things about me, but, but it was a funny thing. Cause he said, our timing has been great referring to him and, and his, his partner, Davo, where they've hit the crest of, of the interest in us soccer and they have captures, if you will, the imagination of the young people, right? And that's really cool. And he said to me, he turned to me and hit my colleagues and he said, and your timing's been horrible. You know, you've been, you've been, uh, you know, you've been knocked off your horse so many times. I admire you, he said, which is very sweet of him to say that because, you know, you, um, you kept getting up and fighting for all of us in this business. And, and I guess the funny part is I really am, um, you know, I'm 56 years old. I'd like to think I'm a young kid still, but that's not true, right? But I, I you know, when you have special relationships like I had most recently with Mike Moritz from Sequoia Capital and, and, uh, and Sir Alex Ferguson on their book, I mean, you know, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't make that stuff up, you know, where you're sitting with these guys at dinner um, and they're sharing their life experiences with you and with the other people around the table. And it's just, you know, are you kidding me? You know, Mike Moritz is probably, you know, one of the most respected Silicon Valley investors on earth uh, that there ever was. And you got Sir Alex Ferguson from the shipyards of Glasgow um, talking about their success and, and how they made their way you know, in their respective countries and in their respective fields. And so much of that success, you sit back and go, wow. Uh, you know, you, when you leave the meeting, you feel really inadequate. <laughs> you feel like <laughs> anything with my life. You know, these guys, are, these guys are really changing the world, and I haven't done anything. In a lot of ways, you know, you, you hope that, you know, you've brought people some joy and some happiness and you helped grow in the sport, you know, which I hope we've done. But, you know... Uh, Along the way, uh, we have a guy here, Frankie Fourfingers, we tease all the time. And he's, he has these little wonderful Italian sayings, you know, that he has, that he semi-translates to English, which is, you know, like, do good and forget about it. Do bad and think about it, he always says. And I think that that's, a, you know, that's a nice little bit of wisdom. You know, uh, I've collected so many wonderful friends. You know, Jose Mourinho, the day he got fired... Um, you know, I called him up. I said, sorry, boss, you know, and he goes, where are you? I said, I'm here. And, uh, I said, could you use a hug? I'm here in London. He goes, yeah, come on over. And so we went, you know, and, and I got to hug Jose Mourinho. You know? So, I mean, who in, who in the world can say that, 
Uh, and so, guys, I've learned so much from Sir Alex Ferguson. You know, as I mentioned, you had David Gill, uh, 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 Jose Angel Sanchez at Real Madrid. These are lifelong friendships, friendships that without question will, 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 will way beyond way beyond lives here. Uh, they're friendships that, that I'll cherish forever. And, uh, yeah, and, and to say that I learned from these guys is the understatement of the year because if you think about what you can learn from Sir Alex Ferguson uh, or Jose Angel Sanchez or, you know, and Umberto Gandini, uh, guys that I've been around, AC Milan and Galliani, you know, these guys have been in nine Champions League finals in the 20 years that I was following them, you know. Uh, you know, this is stuff that you can't, you know, you, you cannot replicate. And I'm just lucky, very, very, very lucky to live long enough to have some fun with it, you know. It's really it. Well, a few things to get to here. First off, 56 going on 25, Charlie. You've still got quite a bit of uh, youthful exuberance coming out at all times. Definitely love the Jose hug. I'm all about the Jose hug in London. That is fantastic. The Frankie Four Fingers uh, reference as well. Definitely any, any chance we can even get, even like a halfway snatch reference uh, on the show. I am all for uh, right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. But in the two and a half minutes now that we got left here, we were joking about this off the air and your relationship uh, with Sir Alex. Alex Ferguson. We've had so many great Scottish guests uh, on the show who shared just some hilarious and, and awesome early day uh, before he was night before there was knighthood. The the early just Aberdeen manager Alex Ferguson yeah. uh, stories, the likes of of Derek Ray and Mark Donaldson, a number of other great great folks who we've had on the show shared some just fantastic Alex Ferguson stories. And I throw it to you to close out this interview today, Charlie. Do you have a favorite Sir Alex Ferguson story? There are so many Sir Alex Ferguson stories that I could tell and maybe can't tell, but uh, <laughs> I, could, I can tell you what's, what struck me as funny and odd. Uh, the first words I ever said to Sir Alex Ferguson and the first words that I ever said, or should I say were said to me uh, by Jose Mourinho were the exact same words. And I'm playing in Singapore in playing golf, not very well, I might add. And the boss thinks he can play. He can play, but uh, I, 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 don't, I don't want to say anything bad about the boss ever. Uh, but he shanked one out over by our tee box. And I go and I point the ball out to him and I say, hi, I'm Charlie Stilitano. And before I could finish it, he said, I know who you are. And I was like, oh. Okay. And then when I was in Philadelphia in 2004, we were at the Four Seasons Hotel and we had Chelsea there and Jose Mourinho. Everyone wants to meet Jose Mourinho. And I go up respectfully, as I always do, and I say, Mr. Mourinho, I just want to say, you know, hello. Uh, my name is Charlie Sultanis. I know who you are. And so it struck me, even to this day, that these guys always do their homework. They're never, ever. Uh, surprised by things. And that's why I just laugh when I see, you know, people talking about Jose Mourinho or Sir Alex Ferguson or what they're thinking. Uh, I say, trust me, they've thought about it already and they have an answer. They might not give you the answer you want, but they'll give you the answer they want. And uh, it, it's, to me, that's, that's very interesting how these minds would be such different people, but how similar they can be. Charlie, before we let you go, uh, let everybody know here how they can listen to your show, the football show on Sirius XMSC. 
the football show in the mornings. Thank God to Giorgio Canaglia and the rise of soccer in this country. We're <laughs> blessed every morning on Sirius uh, XM 85 to have the football show. Myself, Neil Barnett, Ray Hudson, and Phil Shane do most of the shows. Uh, and I should give a shout-out to Pete Corey, our new executive producer, who does an amazing job. Uh, and Joe Tolleson, it's a blast. It's a blast. I don't have a job. I have a fun life. Charlie Stilatano, this has been a great pleasure having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime, sir. Thank you so much, Nate. Again, that was Charlie Stilatano. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio to take the express train home and close this baby out. Stay tuned. Another huge thank you to Charlie Stilitano for joining us in this edition of World Soccer Talk Radio. A very busy man, so very appreciative of him giving us some of his time. Be sure to check out The Football Show every morning on Sirius XM FC. And be sure to think good vibes at about 4 o'clock Pacific time today, 7 p.m. over there on the East Coast. The Shasta Wolfpack going for our 11th victory consecutively to start the season. Two more games this year to etch our names in junior varsity high school soccer history, baby. We're doing it. We're running the table. Let's do it, baby. Knock on wood. One match at a time. Like Wally Downs told me, WNG, Nate, win next game. I got Nick Barnett scoring a hat trick and Chase Sherman keeping a clean sheet. Come on, you Wolfpack. My name is Nate Abarea. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.